It is Tuesday, February 7th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. Super Bowl opening night. And will LeBron get it done? Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. LeBron James eyes the all-time scoring title tonight. Super Bowl opening night last night in Phoenix. We are officially underway. Yeah, and of course, the Vegas lead is going to be the Super Bowl today. And because, you know, we, we only go with the best, we brought in the guy who's best suited to talk about it, the, the prop master himself, the only two-time Super Contest champion, Mr. Steve Fezzik, joins us. Steve, how are you, man? I am good. I want to emphasize, be careful out there. I'm hearing all kinds hey. of... Hey! Hey! Be careful out there. I'm hearing all of these experts uh, talk about things, and they they don't bet props. They don't know what they're doing. And, yeah. and, yet, and yet, suddenly, they're giving you their gospel. And my goodness, there's some bad information out there. It's no coincidence that all of these so-called experts that really don't bet all these props are going over on every single player. So apparently this is going to be like a 70 or 80 point game because the amount of anytime touchdown scores and over on everybody's yardage, everyone's going to win, right? Well, to be fair, if you are going to go over, at least do it you know, early in the cycle instead of late before the public <laughs> comes in and they all bet they're over. So if you're going to bet, and there are the hot sides that makes sense. So if you're going to play Mahomes over, Kelsey over, Sanders over, uh, Godwin over, those would be the big four that I would say. The pro- Gainwell, not Godwin, right? Uh, Gainwell. No, no. Um, uh, the tight end for, for the Eagles. Oh, Goddard. 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 <laughs> God dang it, Goddard. Oh, my Goddard. Godwin, Goddard, God dang it, whatever. It, Ga- yeah. Ga- Gainwell is uh, the pros are torn on because he looked really good last game, but also he got all the carries in the fourth quarter when Sanders was people feel was being load management. Mm-hmm. So Sanders had eleven carries after three quarters, and they got no carries in the fourth quarter when the Eagles were up a zillion. So that the pros feel he would have gotten fifteen carries had the game been close, and had he gotten fifteen carries, then his over under wouldn't have been twelve and a half. It would have been fifteen, and so it's going. It's headed towards fifteen. McKenzie, what what's uh, Bill Simmons? You said had a few uh, recommendations for Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, well, you want to bet the quarterbacks. You want to bet Jalen Hurts, and then you want to bet Patrick Mahomes, but you also want to bet Kelsey because you know you don't <laughs> want to be left out if Kelsey wins. So if you bet those three. You're probably going to be looking pretty good. That's a nice portfolio recommended by the great Bill Simmons. So, correct me if I'm wrong. If we can just pick two other guys and wait, wait, weighted average two more guys, <laughs> what we can do is we can bet all five of the of the favorites, and if one of them wins, we'll probably break even, and if not, we'll lose five units. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's not that's not good. That doesn't seem like the right move. But yeah. Yeah. What What do we know? Uh, now everyone's recommending uh, the the sexy pick that everyone's recommending is Hassan Reddick. That's the long shot bet that everyone has been giving out already on Radio Row. It's been one day at Radio Row, and I've had multiple uh, people tell me about different shows giving out Hassan Reddick to be the Super Bowl MVP. This reminds me in, in last year's Super Bowl when everyone was betting McPherson, the Bengals kicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, uh, yeah I, I don't recall him come, coming away with the hardware, though. No, know? I don't think he did. And I don't recall Aaron Donald coming away with the hardware either because even though he should have won, 
It didn't go to him because the votes were handed in early and it went to Cooper Cup. So even if Hassan Reddick and the Eagles have a lead and Reddick gets a couple of sacks of Mahomes on that final drive, probably still not going to be a defensive player. One of the guys that I looked at, and Fez, you've dug into this far deeper than I have. One of the guys I'm looking at, though, is Jarek McKinnon under. It, it seemed like Scott mentioned this for the AFC Championship. He, Scott liked the over on him, and it's become clear that he's not in favor right now, not even on third down situations. They had Pacheco out there for most of the, the game. It's clear he's a the guy they trust more. They activated Clyde Edwards-Alaire for this game uh, after, after they, they put um, – Hardman on the I, the IR, it feels like this is an under game. It, and right now his rushing receiving yards combined prop is 44 and a half. I like the under. Have you heard anything about that player? Let me ask first. You said it seems this is an under game. That, no, for, for McKinnon, it feels you know, like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So be, be, and I think what's going on here is that the, the feeling was Pacheco isn't as good with um, in the pass blocking. And he can't be trusted to protect Mahomes. So when he was on one ankle in the game in the last game, everyone was betting McKinnon over. Well, that's no longer nearly the concern that it was. And because of that, we would want to look basic strategy for McKinnon to go to go under. It, it's logical. Okay, well, yes. good that that makes sense, Scott. What are some that you've uh, that you actually have heard that you like or that you're interested in yourself? So I'm still going with the uh, no touchback on the opening kickoff. To me, this is something that I know people are going to talk about, the fact that last year it was a touchback, but still you can't deny the numbers where we've had 28 of the previous 31 Super Bowls not be a touchback. These guys are hyped up. They're amped up. When they get the ball, they're going to run it out of the end zone and try and make a play. Plus, the ball might not go through the back of the end zone because of everything that we heard last year from Pat McAfee about it being a brand-new football that gets placed in, and then as soon as the kickoff happens, it gets taken out of the game. The kickers don't have time to warm up with it. They don't have time to break it in. And even though we have kickers that, and in, in a stadium that is good for touchbacks, I still think that we have a team that runs it out of the end zone. No, the numbers are too good to pass up. Now, I understand teams over the regular season just kick it out of the end zone because they don't want everyone to get injured for their team. And, you know, there's, there's car wreck collisions and you're all you guys are going to wind up on the IR. But in the Super Bowl, why isn't everybody just kicking off like two yards deep in the end zone um, to expect your opponent to get past the 25 mm -hmm. is a leap of faith. Also, yeah. there's the, you know, the holding that gets called. So I, I, if I was kicking off, I'd, I, they call it the mortar kick to kick it to like to the three, but I'd kick it into the end zone. I know there's variability. You can't be exact, but I tell my kicker, don't boom it, you know, seven yards deep. We want them returning it out of their own end zone. What do you feel about also? I, I was thinking about this, knowing Andy Reid's tendencies to defer. Should he win the, the, the toss? Oh, they're both going to defer. They're I, both I, defer. I, I would, I, I, in fact, if you see a bet, you know, will the winner of the coin toss defer? I would lay like a really large, like mm. I, I had no problem risking 10 to win a dollar that they're going to defer. They're not going to suddenly, oh, we always defer and we made it to five straight AFC title games. But you know what? Let's shake it up and confuse all of our players and well, suddenly take the ball. I was just going to say maybe taking the Eagles to score first thinking that they're going to get the ball first because they're, they're not they're not going to get because they, yeah. Sirianni will defer as well. Yes, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why, you know, I, I got to tell you one thing I don't like about a game that's lined virtually at Pickham. It makes a lot and both teams deferring. It makes a lot of these props like quarter bets, mm. who's going to score first, who's going to punt first. 
basically moot because, like, normally we can have some nice value potentially catching, like, plus a half on the, each quarter and the like, and that's just not the case here. Let's talk about something that's been sort of tried and true in recent years and if it applies this season. And there's been a lot of first quarter unders have hit, first half unders have hit. How much of that has to do with either Brady or Belichick being involved in the game and how much of that is just the pressure, the, the long pregame and all, all the things that come, the nerves – uh, and is some of that mitigated for one team who's been here now three times in the last four years? Mm, it didn't seem to mitigate the Patriots' woes in trying to score in the first quarter. But, you know, it's a good point. The Patriots, 10 to 24 of the Super Bowls, you know, they were, you know, much lower scoring, couldn't score in the first quarter. I still think the second half, higher scoring in the first half makes sense for a variety of reasons. Nerves playing tight in the Super Bowl. But I'm not playing a first quarter under nine and a half on a 51 total game. No, and it did go up to 51 today from 50 and a half. Um, so I have no desire to play that. Now I did play no score in the first six minutes minus 140. And I think that um, if you look at these teams, you know Kansas City doesn't have a home run hitter anymore on offense. It's not like they're going to suddenly throw a bomb to the cheetah. And the Eagles have come out and established the run. So even if the team scores on their opening drive, you've still got an excellent chance to win that, especially if they if, if it's a touchdown drive, if it's a field goal drive, you'll probably get beat. One thing that you've mentioned in past years is typically the money line tends to be a, a sucker bet. If, is that if you like the dog? Uh, is that the case this season with such a short spread? Is the is the money line on either side a sucker bet right now? Not yet. I okay. think it will become one. Um, you know, right, one thing I wanted to address is you hear all the time, like they're interviewing all the managers at all these different sports books. And they're like, oh, we had a very respected customer come in and bet the Eagles minus 125. And someone else said, we had a very respected customer come in and bet the Chiefs plus $1.10. You know, these are wise guys. These are pros. It's all it's, it's all bullshit. It's, <laughs> it's a bunch of crap. All right. And here's why. Right now, the South Point, which I'm not allowed to bet there, but I, I've got friends, you know, um, they're dealing a nickel line. So they got the Eagles minus on the one, Super Bowl, like on, on the Super Bowl. Oh wow! They have the Eagles minus one twenty-two. They have the Chiefs plus a dollar twelve. All right. Wow. They have the line at two actually. So they got Kansas City plus two lay five. Okay. So here's where I'm going. If um if you're betting the Eagles, you're going to the South Point and you're laying minus one twenty-two right now. Um, I think you'll get a better number by the way before post. If you're betting Kansas City. You can get plus two minus 105. Now, I don't know how big their limits are. I don't know with this minus 105 if it's a $10,000 or $5,000 limit. But there's no reason if you're a pro, even if you're betting a gajillion on this game, all right, you're betting a million. There's no reason not to take your, your first kick at the can, bet 10,000 plus, plus the two-way 105 on Kansas City and then fill the rest of it, you know, at plus one and a half. Um, so if, if someone comes up and you see, oh, I bet 50,000 on Kansas City plus one and a half, that's a respected pro better. It can't. It cannot be a respected. Because a respected pro better would have gone to South Point and gotten the two. He would have kicked the can at plus two minus one hundred five. We would have tagged that bet first for whatever he could get down, and then he would have continued and bet more if he was worth his salt. And so, and people say, "Oh, Fez, you know the pros. They're not so sensitive. You know these big betters to like getting the very best of the number." And I go over, and I've often talked about this. Professional blackjack players will like scour the planet to get like double after split surrender um split and resplit aces all of these rules are like worth 0.1 percent getting an extra half point on a two is worth like 1.2 percent so it's like a it's like a blackjack um paying nine to five instead of paying three to two i mean it's just incredibly 
you know, valuable, uh, a real pro would not eschew that just because he has to, like, I don't know, drive four miles to the, to, <laughs> right. to, to the Rampart, which is a South Point property, mm-hmm. or to the South Point, yes. I want to ask you a hedge question, okay? Yes. Uh, for someone that has a futures ticket on one of these teams. So a friend of mine comes to me. He has the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He would net $9,000 if the Eagles win the game. Mm-hmm. We talked about his hedge possibilities. First, what's his net worth? Is he broke? Is, is he a millionaire? I don't Somewhere know. I, I, don't, I don't know. Let's assume he's got $10,000. He risked enough to win nine k on, on the Eagles at, you know, 19 to 1, whatever he did. Well, we'll give him a net worth of sure. 50000 Sure. Okay, for, the, for, the, for this exercise. So, Continue. So the thought, the thought, the conversation was, how do you how do you bet the Chiefs to either A lock in a profit or B get a middle opportunity? Now, my thought, and I said I was gonna run it by Fez on the podcast, so this is what I'm doing right now, is if you were to look at possibly the Chiefs on the alternate line at three and a half, lay 165. You can risk, let's say, 4K to win, like, 2,500, something like that. Stop you right there. We're not even mm-hmm. going to do bet sizing. First, okay. we're going to see what the optimal bet is. Okay. Okay? Because we have we, – basically, we've got three choices, okay? We can bet Kansas City on the money line mm-hmm. plus $1.12. We can bet Kansas City plus two, lay 105. Okay, that's available at the South Point. Up, and we can bet that, I'm sure, up to 5,000, which is the most okay. that we're going to play. And we can play Kansas City, you know, plus three and a half, minus 65. Okay, yep. you're gonna make the sausage now. Okay, how good is that three and a half minus sixty-five? Well, on or off the three is worth twenty cents. Yep. So all the way through the three is worth forty cents. So that's the same as betting plus two and a half minus one twenty-five. Okay, plus two and a half minus one twenty-five is equivalent mathematically to plus three and a half minus sixty-five. So plus two and a half minus twenty-five is way worse than plus two minus oh five. Yeah. So we have a limit, the Squid Games. But plus three and a half minus sixty-five has been eliminated. Go ahead. But but in a game that is lined this close, to give yourself the field goal middle opportunity, where if the Eagles win by three, you win both bets. Isn't that middle large enough to risk? To get that, to risk that one sixty-five. Well, you can do whatever you want. You've got this great position, you know, mm-hmm. so, so like you, 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 you can bet Kansas City plus three and a half, late two twenty-five, and you, it's still going to be a great if, portfolio. If you bet but, Kansas City plus the two, okay, you're giving yourself that two point, that one point middle, because you're going to push on. The, okay, you're thinking about it all wrong. Yeah. Either way, protects your bet. Okay. You, so, so, so you bet Kansas City my line, Kansas City plus two, Kansas City plus three and a half. They're all good. They all protect your Eagles. Mm-hmm. Bet, which, 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 and as far as bet sizing, your, your guy is going to bring in like 9K. Like I wouldn't fold like a 4,500 money line bet would completely hedge it. We don't want to completely hedge it. No. A good rule of thumb is hedge about half of it. So he should be betting like 2,500-ish, okay, just as a good rule of thumb. As long as he doesn't have to pay a lot in VIG and pay a lot and, and cost him a lot, well, South Point's dealing a dime, a dime line. They're, they're charging hardly any big. So it really is cheap. And I also think money's going to come in on Kansas City. So it's just a matter of taking a look at the three options. And it's pretty close, plus $1.12 or plus two lay 105. But I'd say all things being equal, mm-hmm. as long as it's close, I'm okay with being greedy and trying to yeah. trying to trying to get a middle. middle. Yeah. If it's if 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 it's six of one half dozen of another, but plus two lay five is so much better than plus three and a half minus one sixty five. We will confiscate your sharp card immediately <laughs> if you play that. Now let's let's assume we can find a three and a half minus fifty five. That's the same as a plus two and a half 
lay 15. All right. Now, I would rather play a plus two lay 05 than a plus two and a half minus 15. But you can see at least they're in the same area code. They're at least somewhat comparable to the point where I'd be like, you know what? You want to be greedy and and go for the big scoop. I'm okay with it. It's not right mathematically, but you're just getting you're getting reamed at at the minus 165. And the the problem is is, is that these these online books are going to completely jack you up on these alternate lines. So whereas the three and a half should probably be 155. Yes. It's going to be 170. Yeah. 175. And so, and that's why he sees the 65. He's like, oh, that's value. It's better than everywhere else, but it's still too much. And, and mm. the best evidence I can give, although the plus three and a half lay, um, 65 sounds attractive, look look at the other side. If you look at minus three and a half, um, then the instead of like a plus one, it's probably only plus 135. I'm guessing it's a 30 cent line in this mm. direction. And why play into a 30 cent line when you can play into a dime line, a 10 cent line? So just have like, have him bet 2,500. Chiefs plus two, lay 105. And if he says, should I bet to win 2,500 or risk 2,500, you can respond back, yes. <laughs> it does not It does not matter. It's still a great position to be in. It is a great position bet. to, yes. And, and, there's, and, and I'm a, a huge believer, like everyone gets this wrong in the media. They all say to hedge or not to hedge. And it's the wrong, it's, it really is the wrong question. The question is how much do I hedge? Because I would make the case whenever you have a nice score, well, at least don't lose. You know, at least bet like three hundred, yeah, no, whatever. I'm just twenty-two thing, to one. My whole thing is when you've gotten to this point, there's no reason not to lock in a profit. Exactly, and it can be a minor profit. You yeah. know, you love the Eagles. You don't want to give away too much. You know, bet bet eight hundred on Kansas. Bet enough to cover your bet and make some. And you're going to be so happy yeah. when you can burn that ticket and, and into the ground. It, 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 it's, yes. you've you've earned the right by getting this far. To now lock yourself in a profit. That's yeah, and I'm not a big believer in just absolutely giving it all away where you're no, completely no, I yeah, indifferent. Yeah. I, I wouldn't bet 4,500 on Kansas City and where split you're your bet where, half, where, no, Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. That, I mean, that's so, and that, but that, and another thing, people feel they have to like play the money line to protect a money line bet. You don't have to, but because if, if you've got the money line on the Chiefs, which you essentially do right now, I, I, I'm the Eagles, I'm sorry. Like I said, you um, you can play the points and get greedy with Kansas City as long as you get good value. Now, on the reverse side, let's say you had Kansas City, which I do have, and a futures bet. Well, you probably want to be careful about laying one and a half on the Eagles and getting your face kicked in <laughs> should the Eagles win by one. I think at that point you got to go Eagles money line to, to, to make sure that you, you don't get middled on the biggest game of the year and you're depressed all during March Madness. Let's talk about how this line is going to move between – now Tuesday morning and Sunday afternoon. Do you expect with like there was there's been what I keep hearing is we're expecting good news on Chiefs wide receivers. Tell the that fr- to Hardman. Right? The first yeah the first yeah, news yeah, that yeah. came out this week about a Chiefs wide receiver was certainly not good news for the Chiefs. Michael Hardman being uh, placed on the IR is that still the consensus that. You're going to get good news on Chiefs wide receivers, and this line could tick down closer to pick. That's that is my feeling, but I got to tell you, the fact that this plus two minus one hundred five, because that's easily the best number on the West Coast that you could find. They're the only ones that have it too. There's um there's a place called Delaware Downs that has plus three lay dollar twenty five. 
And where's that? It's a racetrack in Delaware. Okay. And they take lower limits. Well, but it's out that's, there. But that's, I mean, that's lottery. Eagles country. It's, it, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it, cool. it, it, it is like 40 minutes out of Philadelphia. And exactly right. So basically what they're doing is they're saying, you know, every rec- recreational better is betting the Eagles for, for, for $20, dollars $100. And we're just taking all that action. If anybody, if any wise guy comes in and asks for the Chiefs for 10000 they're like, ah, you, can have, you can have the Chiefs, but you're not getting well, you're not getting 10000 Not getting the cheap, yeah. Yeah, you're, well, you're not, yeah, you're not getting a big number. You're getting the cheap, cheap plus three late twenty five, but you're getting a small limit compared to what you would normally get on the Super Bowl. Exactly. So, what's your expectation on what the the consensus number will be come kickoff? If the South Point was had been dealing a one and a half, I would have said I th- I could see this going all the way to pick them. Okay, but the fact that this two is still sitting out there, it's like you can bet a lot at the South Point. Most people can uh, on the plus two <laughs> minus so five, and the fact that the wise guys aren't all cutting in line to get to to grab that. Means you know what? Maybe we might get one more bad news on these wide receivers. Maybe Juju is going to be like hobbled, and you know maybe it's going to close one and a half. Hmm. You know? So I mean, is, would you? What's the the range of possibilities? Like, is there is there possible that it gets up to two and a half again, or is two about as good as you're going to get, and you could see it going down closer to pick? Pick to two and a half. That's that's the that's range. the range. That, that would two be and my half, range. That would be a, a full point move at most of these books over the next you know. Four or five days. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like if it, if it's announced tomorrow that Juju Smith Schuster's a full go, Kadarius Tony's a full go, I could I could see a, a point move at some of these books. We were like, already it shocked at, me. And we were already at two and a half at, at one in the morning on Sunday, on, on Monday morning when the when the lines first came out. So it is we have seen KC consensus two and a half already in the betting cycle. Yes, and I said there's no way in hell it's going to get to three. But I'll wait because there's the possibility. And they said, screw it. It's not going to get to three. And I bet the plus two and a half. Is this one of the more like evenly split Super Bowls that you can remember where it wasn't, you know, clear cut action on one side? Because I feel like everything we're talking about, this line can go down to a pick to a pick them could go up to two and a half. We don't know right now. I don't recall a Super Bowl where it was like that. Usually you have higher spreads than this, but also. What was a clear-cut the, favorite. What was the was it the Baltimore Giants Super Bowl that was? Um, Ravens were heavily favored. I am. Um, I'm trying to. I'm, rec- I'm trying to recall which you know. G- you know, going back in time, which one was a, um, you know, what w- was what was right around Pickham and I think the Bengals San Francisco first Super Bowl was close to a Pickham. Look that up. Uh, let's see. I don't, Seattle, New England was Seattle oh, minus that was, one. That, that that was a pick. That was that, that's yeah. the best example because there was there was some regional biases. There was minus the, ones on each direction. And you're right. San Francisco, Cincinnati was minus one. You know, think about that. That's it. Those and, are the only two. Oh, and Miami, Washington, 1973 was minus one. Those are the only three minus ones. So the, well, 49ers and Chiefs were. That was a, a close. What was the spread on that? Yeah, that's one a and point. a half. That's a good point. You know, some okay. of these games are fascinating because, like, you like, like you forget about the like Miami, the Miami Dolphins, greatest football team ever. You know, seventeen and zero. They're not even favored in the Super Bowl. They're, four, they're they're undefeated and they're not favored. And then look back at what like Joe Montana and the 49ers were pick them against the you know Kenny Anderson and the Bengals. That's insane. In hindsight, I mean, in hindsight, but what the 49ers hadn't won all those Super Bowls and the Bengals hadn't you know gone on to move for, to, to the mediocrity that is the Cincinnati. <laughs> You know, uh, franchise, yes. Big, yeah. big Pete Johnson. You know what? Um, you probably want to try to go over the top with Brooks or somebody instead of stop <laughs> handing it to Big Pete Johnson on the goal line. Stuffed. Stuffed. Scott, you're too young for that, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Bengals just the whole first half and just got stuffed again and again. 
and they're down 14 to nothing, and it was just too down 20 to nothing, too much to overcome. Yeah, I guess uh, KC was one and a half against San Francisco in uh, February 2020. The second Bengals Niners Super Bowl is the first Super Bowl I remember like being existing for. Like that's the first. That's the first football game I can remember piecing together. Bob Stupak bet a million dollars on the Bengals plus seven, lay 105, I believe, I, in, in that game. Or maybe he got the free half point. You know, they used to, this is amazing. They used to give a free, some books would advertise, they give you a free half point in each direction back in the 80s. Who was this guy? Bob Stupak is the former owner of the Stratosphere. Wow. A real huckster, um, but a sharp poker player and the like, gave out these Vegas World packages where. Literally, um, you would get like $250 worth of stuff, you know, with coupon books and, and, and free slot play and the like for $199. And if you, if you played only those, you actually got to stay for free. Oftentimes, his hotel would sell it. They put you in the, the Thunderbird, which is in like that. What, what do they call that in downtown by um, uh, right by the stratosphere? It's um, the Naked City. Yeah. You know, yes. like the dead zone between the strip and, and Old Vegas or, or downtown. Yeah. So I've, I stayed several times at the Thunderbird one in, in, in my youth back. This is like when I was 30 years old. So, <laughs> so in 1980, I mean, 1989, I mean, especially, I'm, I feel like that would have been a big story, making a million dollars betting on the Super Bowl. It was. Right? A, so if, he was if, like, if, a, if you query it, Bob Stupak, I, I think he bet two point four million to win three hundred thousand on the um, on the money line on the Charger. Um, um, the Niners Super Bowl. For the 49ers were that one didn't work out so well, but uh, no, well, you know it did because he played, took the favorite. He, oh, he, oh, okay. He oh, I, I thought he played on the Chargers. He, like, he, he even played with the Harlem Globetrotters in a game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he he was very active in, before his motorcycle accidents that basically ceased his his globe trotter career. Yes, as of two thousand eight, his total live poker winnings exceeded eight hundred and sixty five thousand dollars. Of course, that's that's the payouts. That's yeah, not yeah, yeah. That's yeah. gross. Yes, it's, 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 so he 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 may may well be down. But think about by um by the Tennessee Titans Super Bowl against the Rams, greatest show on turf. That line was painted seven. So if a super, if a sports book, and I remember the Bengals, um, that there were places that were giving a free half point in each direction, and that one didn't middle. But um, the, that sports book would have basically gotten bankrupted if they would have had that twenty-three to sixteen final that we saw when the Titans were catching seven against the Rams in that game. Let me ask you if how much like historical stuff goes into these because eleven of the last fifteen. It's like uh, something like 15 of the last 20 Super Bowls, the underdog is one, or 14 of the last 20. Like the the underdog covers. There is no underdog though. <laughs> I mean, it's such a it's so close to pick up. It really isn't, you know, relevant. You know, for years we talk about the Super Bowl is always a blowout. You know, you you, you just just um, uh, and and never take the money line. Just take the points. You know, the point the points never matter. Just take the winner. The points never matter. And then of course the Bengals wind up. Um, you know. And they're not the only ones. Carolina did that against New England, yep. et cetera. So we're seeing, like, the last 10 years have been good Super Bowls. But before well, that— Well, yeah, I was going to say, last year, the, the points mattered quite a bit. Yes. Before that, you know, the um, the Super Bowls were, you know, well, Denver Broncos, Buffalo Bills in their early days. You know, they're just, you're like, yeah. getting destroyed. Bills-Cowboys were not, not competitive games, uh, yes. as I recall them. No. Uh, 40, 49ers Broncos, not competitive games. The first, Chargers, ch- Chargers, 49ers, not competitive. You know, the first Bills game, the Bills should have won probably. By, Thanks for reminding me. They were yeah. a six-point favorite, and they should have won by by one or two. Yeah, yeah you'd think. Uh, Wide left. 
Let's have, right. Right. <laughs> let's, let's have some fun with some uh, a couple of props here, maybe some novelty ones, some other ones. What do you think of either team to score four unanswered times? The no. I like I like the yes. You like because, the yes. Yeah, and here's well, you're getting plus uh, heavy be, be, plus money on be, that because like the team to score three consecutive times, the yes is like minus one seventy, and then you flip it around four straight times, and all of a sudden you're getting like plus two fifty, right? I mean, higher than that. Yeah, I gotta check it out here, but it's it's usually higher than that. So it's kind of like you 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 get those three straight scores, and now and Super Bowls it's a game of momentum. It's it, a lot of times the team that 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 wins the game scores last, so you're kind of like. Boy, I'd like to. I think it's likely a team will score three straight times, and then I'm getting plus two fifty for them to score the next time. If you don't get it, you're going to lose, you know. But the, um, but yeah, but I think that that's uh, anything past plus two twenty five. I think you got to bet yes, doesn't especially seem, with a total of fifty. It, it doesn't seem. I was going to say, it doesn't seem if you like the over in that situation, or if you like the, the that to go over, you like the over in the game as well, right? Yes, you know, if you want to simulate this, I know teams get the ball and they have a better chance to, of scoring. But flip a coin, like if you assume that there's going to be like nine scores, flip a coin nine times. You'll be shocked how many times you'll see a string of four heads or four tails. What about defensive touchdown, yes or no? You know, that's a great question. Um, I oftentimes like to play that when the quarterback's on athletic. Oftentimes the quarterback's the safety. So like Dan Marino was a great guy you know, to, late in his career because if he threw an interception – or, or Brady, it's going to be a touchdown because he, he can't tackle anybody. But these quarterbacks can tackle people, so it's harder to get the uh, the pick six than you would if you had an immobile, you know, older quarterback. Here's one. I like this every year just because it's exciting, and it's plus 1,400. Will there be an octopus? The octopus okay. is the same player scoring the touchdown and the two-point conversion, the ensuing two-point conversion. Will there be an octopus in this game? Hate it. <laughs> and, and, well, and he, well, the no is minus five thousand. So here's here's why. Well, I'm not betting the no. So here's why. So what's the the odds of there being a successful two point conversion? I believe you're getting paid plus what plus two fifty on that. Something in that range. Uh, it should be yeah. To, so, something it, around. It's it's close to that. Yep. And what's the octopus pay? Fourteen hundred. Okay, so I'm gonna call. I'm round up to fifteen hundred. So, is the the chance that a dude scores? Does he have a one-sixth chance then to, to score on the two-point conversion right after scoring? It's Only if it's Travis Kelsey. Only if it's Travis Kelsey. Or Jalen Hurts running it in. No. I mean, Jalen Hurts scoring a touchdown in the game would be, like, already a sort of a, an upset. No, well, not no. He's one of the more popular touchdown scorers. You know sure. what? You know, when you, you bring up a good point. If, he's um, minus 115 to score a touchdown, Jalen Hurts. You know. You, okay. So if um, it, it it all depends who scores, I, it's a great point. If Kelsey or Hertz scores the touchdown before they go for two, then it's a good, a very good bet. Yeah. Actually, if it's um, if Tony scores, yeah. it's a terrible <laughs> bet. No chance. Yes. <laughs> if if um, yeah, uh, you're right. If Tony, if Boston Scott scores, or I mean, even does Scott Bo- could do it. But does Boston Scott like? I mean, I know he's 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 a red zone guy, so yeah, maybe. he might be in there for the. You're right. If Sky Moore scores a touchdown, yeah. right? The odds so, uh, if of there's Sky a... Moore getting the two point conversion is well, really even rare. any deep threat. Like if AJ Brown scores on a big play touchdown, yeah, like, what, are they going to throw a, a fade to him in the end? Unlikely, zone? It, it would seem. So no, but if it's Kelsey. That's very possibly he is the red zone target, and if Hertz rushes in a touchdown, and then they spread you out wide on the two point conversion, and he rushes it in, that's that, that's very likely as well. So it's I w- not you know the, the pricing of it does not look unreasonable. Let me yeah. let me say, and usually the the fourteen to ones are horrendous. Like like will will a guy like um, 
uh, like you see this all the time, and, and and he has to have like the game of his life, you know, and it's fourteen to one, you know. What what do you make of the one that we talked about a little bit on the Dream Pod last week, the jersey number? Of the first touchdown score, don't even bother. It's okay. too easy. It's too easy to price because you just all like I, I could have my eleven year old price this. It's all all I have to do is take the the implied odds. Uh, yes, no. Who's going to be the first? So score. right now the under is minus one thirty, and the under players. I'll give it to you right now. No, I don't want them okay. because it's too much work. I, but but what I'm just saying is I can calculate the implied probability from the odds. I just I can go in and say like who's favored to score first, second, third, fourth, and and I could put their probabilities of each player scoring. So um, I could say whether Hertz is a 20 percent chance to be the first score and Kelsey has an 18 percent chance. I chop it all up and and and, and I've, I've got to normalize it so it sums to 100 percent, and then I can just add each one of these guys and come up with the implied probability that um, everyone whose jersey's below the 11.5 or whatever it is, so the jersey's 1 to 11, if that sums to 45%, then that's the probability, and I price it accordingly. That, I mean, that's the way you have to do it. There's no other way. Like, you hear all the time, well, let me, if I think one of these five guys is going to score, well, no, no, you, tell me what you think the odds, the, the market's telling you what the odds are in each guy, and if you think one of those five has value, well, just bet him to score first. You know, don't bet the don't bet the conglomerate to score. Yeah, you first. can get you can get ten to one on AJ Brown to score first, or you can have AJ Brown in that group of players at minus one thirty. Now, I guess if you felt bullish on all five of the, on all of the low jersey numbered guys, mm-hmm. then I'm fine with it. Yes, if you if, if you're telling me that each and every one of them, you're thinking, you know, oh, I, I like that guy's chances. I think the market's underpricing him. Then the the wager would make sense. So one of the things that you guys, you and RJ, uh, hammered down on me a lot early when I, when I first got out of here last year was in the big games, the prop prices are juiced on premier players. And we've seen Patrick Mahomes' number go up, 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 up. Yeah, the no, bookmakers no don't juice it. The bookmakers are dummies. The right. bookmakers just put up what the historical averages are. But the public juices it because what happened, the public all I, – like, I, I was, like, waiting in line. I was hearing people bet, you know, just a local sports book. I don't think I heard under – be recited once. That's what I was saying. Everybody's the oh, over, I want, over, I want over. Kelsey over. I want Mahomes over. I want Goddard over. You know, it's like, and I want first touchdown score and the same, the usual suspects. Yes. Well, let's talk about Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts is a guy who I'm I'm looking at under. Uh, He's the exception. Is, is that, a, should I be waiting until kickoff time to, to lock in? Do we expect people to put money on Jalen Hurts? No. Okay. And, and here's why. Um, Quote the movie Wall Street. The the word, um, the, the actual quote is Gordon. I don't know what to make of this Hertz thing. Every, they're they're betting every single player over, but they're betting Hertz pass yards under. It's gone down from two forty two to two thirty six. And then um, Gecko said, "I'll tell you what's going on. Your union boys are talking. They know Hertz is not a hundred percent. Wouldn't surprise me if he's going to get surgery after the Super Bowl. And they're all looking at his hundred thirty yards that he's averaging in the playoffs." And so everyone is playing under right now. So if you're going to play under, I think you got to still do it now. Okay. Now, if, if we had this conversation on Friday right before the weekend of the Super Bowl, maybe I'd say wait because some maybe the public will come in and play him over. But I don't think so. I think there's too many. You guys watch more of the, more of the, the shows. I would think that some of the experts are already talking 
he's um, under on his pass yards as a good wager in the Eagles. Yeah. The, I, I, I've certainly heard. I mean, most of this season, he hasn't been a guy who's put up a lot of passing yards. Like, it's just And, not and I've heard the Eagles game. The Eagles want to establish the run. They're, they're betting Sanders with both fists to go over. You know what? Um, if the They're betting Eagle rushing yard over. So everybody can't go over, and that certainly looks like the one that's going to suffer. Yeah, Sanders right now is 59 and a half yards, the highest total of any rusher for the game. So people are thinking that the Eagles established a run. It's going over and over. Kenneth Gainwell, 19 and a half yards. Now, he is the wild card. He's difficult because Sanders, they, they didn't bench him. They load managed him, him in the fourth quarter when the game was decided against the Niners. But Gainwell's been like their most effective runner of the entire Gainwell, playoffs. Gainwell kicked. I mean, he's, he's kicking butt. He looks great mm-hmm. out there with the fresh legs. So is he worthy of, of getting some carries? And maybe, you know, maybe the logical conclusion, if we like Sanders and we like Gainwell, well, the odd man out is poor Boston Scott. So I played Boston Scott longest rush under six and a half. I'm not confident that he's going to get more than a couple of carries. And his game couple. total is eight and a half. And they're probably going to be in the. They, they tend to. Like, he's a touchdown maker, so they give it to him a lot in you know deep in the red zone Goal line or something. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be hard to catch to, to, to gain seven yards if they hand it to him on the five. So Gainwell against San Francisco, 14 carries, 48 yards against the Giants, 12 carries, 112 yards. But a big part of that's the fourth quarter. Yes, when the and games were decided. Although I watched Brian Baldinger do this uh, film film breakdown on Kenneth Gainwell, and he's just gushing over the kid. He looks good. He's like he's he he's, no he's like, got great vision. He's Great first step. He's smart. He turns his head around and looks for the football early when he's out in the pass routes. It's uh, I, I, I can easily see Gainwell having a nice day. Remember, everyone can't go over. So yes, if we already right. like if we already like Sanders over, you know, and and, and we like Goddard over, we're starting to we, and we like Gainwell over. It's it's time to say all right. If you're liking all these overs, maybe try the game total over. Um, you know, <laughs> yes, the um, you. you you know, put put the kibosh a little on the game total over is that um, well-respected right angle sports gave out the over today. And right angle will move a college basketball total four points. Oh, I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know how, how much they moved this, the, the, this uh, the Super Bowl total half a point. That's that's pretty big market influence to be even be able to budget half a point. But um, that means um, uh, I'm not playing over 51 when I could when I could have just played over 50 yesterday. You know, yeah, that makes sense. I want to throw another novelty prop at you. Combined touchdowns and field goals yardage. So the yardage of all the touchdowns scored and the combined with the yardage of the field goals kicked. Too easy to price. Just under 200 is the right number. 198 and a half. It's, it's just too, it's too easy. Again, an 11-year-old can price that. If you tell me the total is 50 and the weather's good, it's like 200 is a bridge too far. You can't go above 200, which you sometimes see. But um, and Justin Tucker games, you got to make it higher. But um, in general, um, the, if I had to bet it, I'd bet under, just because I don't see the huge, the, 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 the huge like um, potential for like a 75-yard touchdown bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, coming from Kansas City, and like I also in prior don't years. see long field goals. I don't see field goals from be, from 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 because um, you have a team the like the Eagles that goes for it on fourth but, downs. But Butker can kick some long field. Sure, goals. but if the Eagles are in a range to either attempt a fifty-eight yard field goal or gain three yards for a first down, they're going to go for it on fourth I, and three. I agree with you. If I had to bet it, I'd bet under because of the Eagles' propensity to go for it on fourth down, um, and I don't think Kansas City is going to have a long touchdown. Before we get you out of here, we, we started this segment by saying be careful with what you're hearing out there. 
if, if there's one or two things you could give to the guys who are l- looking to get some wagers down, what, what advice would you give them, what, and what would you tell them to steer clear from for the next few days? Uh, be very careful betting these pluses. Um, everyone wants to bet a little to win a lot. It's not unusual a guy will bet like 10 things that are like anywhere from 2 to 1 to 8 to 1 and bagel and lose them all. I mean, that's not unusual at all. The All things being equal, being equal you want to look towards betting the minus. I'll talk about like three consecutive scores. The yes is like minus 180. The no is like plus 155. You want no part of the no. The, the, the no is like the sucker bet that, that the public always makes in the Super Bowl. The best evidence I can give about the propensity of three consecutive scores is let's go, let's talk about a low scoring Super Bowl, the Rams, we, um, Tennessee. All right. Okay. 23 16, very competitive game, one of the better Super Bowls out there. Went way under the total. Were there three consecutive scores? There were. By both teams, not just by wow. one team. Both teams scored three straight times in that game, which shows how easy it is. Considering if a twenty-three to sixteen game that was tied sixteen all can have three straight scores for both teams, it's hard not to have three in a row. It, you, all you got to do is the only way to, that it loses is if you've got a, a Patriots Rams Super Bowl. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, but it, it just makes sense that that you're you're obviously going very likely to get two consecutive scores multiple times. And all you got to do is get one of them, you know, to flip one more head, you yeah. know, and you're probably going to get three kicks at the can, you know, to, to it. You probably have three times where a team scores twice, and only one of those three times do you have to do you need one more score to, to punch in the win. All right, that is Steve Fezzik, the only two-time Super Contest champion. Uh, Fez, we appreciate the insight. Appreciate you giving our listeners some uh, a look behind the curtain on how to bet these things, and hopefully protect them from making some dumb decisions this week when a lot of dumb decisions will be made. Let's uh, go. Um, let's pay a little extra big. Let's go. No score. First five thirty in the game. Minus one seventy. All right. That's, uh, that's available out there. Um, so no score. First five minutes, 30 seconds of the game, which is interesting. Cause you're, you're saying don't, don't get bought into the low, the, the t- first quarter under, but early, early in the game, you like it to be dead. It would not surprise me if whoever gets the ball first has a long, ball, time-consuming drive that consumes more than five minutes and 30 seconds. And it comes up egg. Uh, it could come up three or seven, but it's going to come up. It's going to come up. It comes up at the six-minute mark. Or the seven-minute mark yep. or the eight-minute mark. Yes, exactly. I'm going to go over on the national anthem as well. Okay. I, I think money's what, what I think money's steaming on the over. Money's the, steaming on Chris Stapleton, country music. What's the, got that? Got the you know smooth, low, long tones. Now, now, now you see, over. see now you're trying to handicap. You just want to cheat. <laughs> you just want to get people like uh, his, uh, uh, during the rehearsal and actually tape it and then better. But, but what's the well, what happened last year? Some moron put it on Twitter and yeah. it, it, all the books took it off the board. What's the current number? Two minutes and five seconds. And what's the minus one thirty to the over? My, and I know it was like minus one ten to start out with. So already money's coming on the over. So it's possible someone already knows. Mm-hmm. I tell you this. What's what's the name of the singer again? Chris Stapleton. All right. It, 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 any relation to Lizzo? Who I had no idea who <laughs> I had no idea who Lizzo was. I'm, no, the, I'm the last no. person in the country. Would you watch the Grammys on Sunday no. night? No, I saw the Grammy commercials. <laughs> And I was like, I was the last person in the world to know who Kevin Hart was five years ago. And now I'm the last person in the world to know who Lizzo is. Mm. I don't get out much. But there is no video history of Stapleton singing the national anthem. So we don't, there's no uh, documented right mm. now. But, but I, get, I get all these predetermined props, Gatorade color, length of the, of the anthem, follow the money. Like if, if this is the one exception to the rule where it could be minus 130 today. They're about to sing the anthem. I can still bet on it. It's minus 300 on the over. Yeah. Who do I like? I like the old. Yeah, like I think rehearsal might even be 
might even be today. I like but, the you know. I, I like I like the over yeah. then because and, and everyone knows how long it's going to be. Speaking of everyone knowing, money has come in on yellow slash green Gatorade, which has shot to being the favorite. And what's what's the number? Plus one sixty five. Okay, we still don't know because it's still plus one sixty five. If we knew, like it would be minus one fifty. If, if yellow goes, it'll be minus three eighty. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. if both teams and remember, it also is the possible that there's. You have the information on just one of the sidelines, right? It's possible they use different color Gatorades mm-hmm. depending upon mm-hmm. who wins. Yep. So it could be a partial one, you know, that you only know the color on one side. Well, here's a thought is when the Chiefs won last time, they had orange Gatorade. When the Eagles won last time, they had yellow Gatorade. And when the Eagles won the NFC Championship game, it was yellow. Can you, I mean, this, and I mean, this like two you could stuff. put a unit on yellow at plus 275, a unit on orange at plus 300. And it feels like you, whoever wins the game, I mean, j- given their recent Gatorade drinking history, mm. you've almost got a little bit of a free roll, right? No, I think your free roll is to, like, have a representative that is <laughs> that, that is carting out the Gatorade yeah. to the players. Okay. And that, 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 that would be your ultimate free roll, is to have that. If you, do, if you don't have that information, you're throwing darts. I you don't know, like throwing darts. A couple years darts. ago, I actually went on the air with this uh, on a podcast a couple years ago. Um, I had a great handicap on clear water and it was like the highest odds mm. and it was because bobby during, boucher was the one no dur- <laughs> during that year there was a lot of promotion for all of these brand new electrolyte powders mm. like the liquid ivs and the stuff yep, like that yep. and all these players were like using using this stuff and i'm like this is what they're gonna use during the super bowl because there's a super bowl commercial for it it's gonna be promoted like you know the, the gatorade logical drinking water and it wasn't gonna be colored because it was gonna have the electrolyte powder in it i was wrong it was like purple but <laughs> still <laughs> this, is, this is one of those where like like if you were gonna bet it three weeks before I like your bet. I yeah, like your handicap, yeah, yeah. but 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 once you're you're you know five days away, now you, all handicapping is a complete and utter waste of time because this is predetermined. Yeah, right? people are gonna you, know. You don't need to like like research the Rolling Stones or whatever whoever, whoever is who's playing. Uh, Rihanna. Yeah, Rihanna's playing. I right, I can't name her one name one song. Oh but come on now. I'm sure I would recognize it. You absolutely would. I'm sure. Um, I, I don't think, but the, the point is, I don't, need to, <laughs> I don't need to like go to like her last 10 concerts and see what she normally opens up with, et cetera, because that's irrelevant because there's one answer. Wait for the answer to become known. Wait for the first song to be like, you know, at the sharp books to get bet from minus 120 to minus 180 and then lay the minus 180 before it goes to minus 500, which it most certainly will, because, you know, once that um, the predetermined outcome gets leaked out. Well, I, I got the feelers out there, so we're waiting to see if we get a response. But uh, uh, nothing will ever top when I hit the um, Jen- Jennifer Lopez first song. I had somebody at the stadium. We knew it was Jenny from the block. We got our max bets in. wasn't for much because they limited everybody, but we hit that. What was your the odds that you got, and what was the closing number? Oh, uh, the odds that you I crushed got. the closing number, right? Crushed because the closing you, number. Yeah, because the you got it first. Yeah, yeah, the odds that I got was like plus four hundred. Yeah, and it closed like like minus two fifty, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, but I was only able to get like two hundred dollars on it. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's um, it's kind of hard to like book predetermined outcomes. It's a good mm-hmm. way to go bankrupt as a as a bookmaker, right? It's almost like you know, you know, it's funny. Like, it gets it's, kicked out of the South Point. So I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching. I I, I got to say this. I'm watching the Pebble Beach tournament. I, I'm kind of zoned out. I'm tired. You know, it's beautiful. You know Aaron Rodgers won the pro am. I I found I'm you know, Nick I, Faldo and I won this event last year. I am I am in, I am infuriated by this. Um I, I find out he wins the pro am and, and then I hear it's a handicap format. Yes. All right. 
So, so what that's telling me, and Aaron Rodgers, like, it's me, I could see it. Like, he, he's like, oh, I don't play golf. I don't play golf at all during the football season. And it's like, so Mr. Sandbag, you know what? If you're Aaron Rodgers and you're like a future Hall of Famer, don't be, the only way to win this is to cheat. All right. Anyone who's been in a bowling tournament or anything else in a handicap knows the person that wins cheated and they had, I mean, they have to have a good day, but their handicap has to be inflated. Sure. You know, and so why, so when I see a guy, I like, I, I actually lowered my power rating of Aaron Rodgers as a person because if you're as successful wow. as Aaron Rodgers, you don't fucking win a handicap tournament. <laughs> You, I mean, that that you would, you actually should like play badly to not win, and and you should go in and lie about your handicap and make it look like you're a better golfer because you've had so much success in life. What are you doing, cheating? Because the winner always cheats in these tournaments. Do you guys disagree? I don't disagree. I don't. I don't like. I don't like that they even have tournaments like that. It should just be like, hey, you play your golf. It's and not right. It's not how many strokes you get it in. That's it, right? That should be the the way it goes. Nah, not. You never case. heard the Rihanna umbrella song. Of course he has. He's heard, he's heard them all. Hum a few bars. You can stand under my umbrella, Ella, Ella, A, 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 under my umbrella. See, no, I picked up on this. Fantastic. This is not actually a song. You're just you're just trying to trick me into play. Of course that's not a song. No song, Scott. <laughs> never have heard that song. That song's like 20 years old. I know. I have never. You update your Rihanna. Anti was the album of the decade. But is, I mean, this would be if. Okay, so, Mackenzie, what you just did? Think about Fez. Oh, I know, I know this song. I've heard it in a strip club. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. If, I, if you were right? if you were trying to come up with a song that Fez now. may have heard at some point, work. wouldn't this have been the one you chose? No, would have no, done well, work. Well, more I'm, I'm going to go by the odds, and the odds to be the first song performed at halftime at FanDuel Ontario is at plus one fifty. Please don't stop the music. This is the favorite to be the first song of halftime. This one I recognize also. Okay. You so. heard it at, you know, uh, Cinnamon Dolls or whatever, whatever club you went to. <laughs> what was your, what was your, uh, Scott, what was, what was your first pet's name? Cody. Cody. What was the first street you lived on that you can remember? West Fifth. Cody West Fifth is your, that's, that's the North. No, it's AJ. supposed to be, it's supposed to be your middle name and the street you live on. No, first pet name. Uh, see, I heard it was middle name in the street. It didn't you lived work on. for you. So when I was growing up, like when I when I was in high school, I was Steve Chestnut. Okay, that's your, that, that, that's your stage name. That's yeah. your stripper name, Steve Chestnut. AJ, what's Good your one. first pet's name? Dog. Dog. <laughs> what what what's his first name? S- Stevenson. Dog Steven. Yeah, <laughs> that, like that. that that sounds that's like good, a, right? That sounds like a porn. Star. That's right. It's a good porn name. Cal- Calico Shant. Dog Stevenson. Calico Shant's for me. That's well, not bad. Mackenzie, what, what's your porn name? Uh, what's the formula again? The first pet in the street you grew up on. Christiva Kenmore. Christiva Kenmore. <laughs> That's a good one. That's good. She what, was a sexy what, lady. What was the um the Mark Wahlberg movie with the the, the porn uh with Burt Reynolds? What was uh, it? Um, the uh oh, what's it called? It's the uh Boogie Nights. Boogie, Boogie Nights. Yeah, the Dirk Diggler movie. What was it? Uh uh. Ch- Chester Rockwell and, yeah. and, and Brock Brock Rogers. Yeah, like it, it's a, a no tried, one messes with Chester Brock. A tried and true formula, Fez. <laughs> so it's great that we're giving all these advantage plays on 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 you know your your stage names and the like. So yeah. um, one more. Uh, any other? You guys want to give out one more prop bet? Please do. Yeah. So, so oh, I'm I'm supposed to. Give, you know, I, I'm I'm going to go ahead. 
Go ahead and bet Kelsey over six and a half for catches. Um, Galilee minus 140. It's just, I don't trust him for yardage because anyone who saw him, like when he caught the 14 passes and he got like only 100 yards, I'm not sure he's even at fully 100%. He doesn't look fast. But he has to be involved in the game. And he's right. such a big body. And with all the other wide receivers banged up, I could just see him being, you know, catch after catch after catch. I'll be honest. Something that gives me positive uh, feelings about Kelsey and his health is that Kelsey's been, like, out and about. He's Kelsey, at every was, Kansas, like, Yeah, he was at the Kansas-Kansas State basketball game. Yeah. Like, if you weren't, agree. If you weren't 100%, you're not going to be out and about doing that stuff. You're you better be getting treatment. You better be doing something. But you can't be out hobnobbing in the public, making a big scene about you being there. I think he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like Gronk was that way, right? No, Gronk would go out even when he was injured. Gronk didn't uh, care. Yeah, yeah rules didn't apply to him. Fez, thank you, my man. And uh, we will hopefully talk to you one more time before the game kicks off. Uh, but in, I know it's a busy week for you. So uh, in, enjoy the week and and hope you uh, lock in some good prizes. All right, guys, be good. The system, AJ. The system. The system. That's all. See you later, guys. Yep. Yeah. No, no explanation necessary. Nah. Well, when we did the show yesterday morning, this wasn't a system. Play, no, it was not. But we said the rankings will come out at some point today or yesterday at this point, and uh, and they did, and it created a system. Correct. Play and for as... those who are, who are tuning in for the first time, welcome. Where you been? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, the system is any lower-ranked team favored over a higher-ranked team. And that also applies to unranked teams, because that would technically be a lower rank, that's favored over a higher uh, a ranked team, which is a higher-ranked team. So the new rankings came out. Texas, were you surprised they jumped up to fifth in the rankings? No, because Texas doesn't have a bad loss on the season they have analytically they're the the highest rated team in the Big 12 which is far and away the, the best, best conference in yeah. basketball. I think Texas they had to put some respect on Texas and it it made some sense to me. Yeah, well, Texas shoots up to number 5 which then created the system play with number 9 Kansas being a four and a half point favorite over number 5 Texas. Kansas wins 88-80. So the system prevails once again 5 and 0 on Saturday. One and zero here on on Monday. That's a that's a streak. Yeah, yeah. We're going streaking through the quad and into the gymnasium. Yeah, it's now, been working. What about today? I believe we have two system plays on the schedule. You got UConn number twenty one, a four point favorite at home against number ten Marquette. Are you riding the system? Are you bucking the system? I. Don't know if I will buck the system. I'm certainly not riding the system here. I've been very high on Marquette, very low on UConn. So it's going to be really hard for me. There's four and a halfs out there. It's going to be hard for me to to pass on bucking this. In fact, the system's the only reason I haven't put a wager on Marquette (laughs) to this point. Uh, So take that for what it's worth. If the system hadn't been so prominent of late, I would have already been on Marquette plus four and a half. All right. And then the nightcap on ESPNU, you have number 12, Kansas State. Oh, I guess that that's is, not a system that, play. Not a system. No, oh, yeah, right. the higher system. rated team. So that's it. There's only one system play. I thought only we were one have system two. play. Hmm. I guess I was mistaken. I thought we were going to have two here on Tuesday. Uh, so just UConn, Marquette. I mean, yeah, four games between top 25 teams. This is a pretty exciting four game top 25 slate on Tuesday. Yeah. 
no doubt. It's uh, there's some solid games. In fact, I'm going to give out a best bet. Uh, Rutgers. And uh, not going to give out Rutgers. Darn it. Uh, although I will say Rutgers is a bad matchup for Indiana coming off the Purdue game. Like it's it's a tough it's a tough ask for Indiana coming off that big win to play Rutgers, who who makes games so ugly. Uh, I'll, I'll go through the lines real quick. Marquette, we mentioned four four and a half point dog at UConn. Uh, North Carolina State is a seven and a half point dog at Rutgers, and I am kind of interested in, in North Carolina State here. Virginia, hard. It's it's a team that has a hard time pulling away at times, or at least on paper they should have a hard time pulling away. Though they do tend to crockpot some teams, but I do feel like we're, there's a little bit of a there's been some devaluing of North Carolina State, which doesn't feel appropriate to me. Rutgers, we just mentioned, they are four, four-and-a-half-point dogs at Indiana. And then you mentioned the uh, the Kansas State-TCU game. I'm going to go out to the Mountain West, and I like an over in a game. And I'm going to play over in the New Mexico versus Nevada game. 147-and-a-half is the number. These are two teams that are going to get what they want on the offensive side. New Mexico is a good team that's pretty bad on defense, and the Nevada's got a really good backcourt and a really good offensive big man in Will Baker, who's a Texas transfer. They run a lot of high-low. They eat up good defenses. They will eat up a bad defense. But on the other side, New Mexico, they score against everybody. They're in their home building, and this is a good opportunity for them uh, coming off a loss. They're going to be motivated to get out there and make something happen. So over 147.5 in New Mexico, Nevada will be my best bet for the for the pod today. Mm. You know, I was mistaken. I thought the Texas A&M was ranked for some reason. No, remember, Auburn was ranked yesterday. That's what it was. And yes, Texas A&M's favored over Auburn. And Texas A&M's favored, but Auburn fell out of the rankings, as expected, mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, yesterday afternoon. That's so. what I was thinking was the second system play, but Auburn not. In, Auburn in- no longer top 25 so not they fall out of the system i guess are are they still i guess no not they're not in either coaches or uh or the ap top 25 we only go ap top 25 which by the way yeah i don't know if you saw this purdue remain number one yes that like coming off a loss that tells you how convoluted the the top 25 is first of all but the uh, particularly at the top it's just ugly it's there's not much uh there's no team who's who's Great, and like you can make an argument for some teams being really good, but uh, it's I, not like the last few years where you had yeah. Gonz- like you, a couple years ago you knew it was Gonzaga and Baylor in the end. Mm-hmm. There, there's no teams that you feel like I'm really confident this is a Final Four team. I see a, a major flaw in almost every team. Uh, honestly, for for my money, and I'm not a big college basketball guy. I watch, you know, obviously I get into it with March Madness, but I, I feel like I'm riding with Mattress Mac, and I think Houston's defense is going to be able to give them a, a long run in the NCAA tournament. I agree, although Houston's had a hard time pulling away from teams lately, and the loss that they had a couple weeks ago to Temple, and granted, this weekend they avenged it at mm-hmm. Temple. Convincingly. But losing at home to Temple, who is not very good, and only scoring, 50, I think they scored 54, 55 points in that game, that's a lot. That's one of the worst losses for an uh, an elite team. Like I just mentioned, Texas doesn't have a bad loss yet mm-hmm. this year. That's a bad loss by by any measure. That's not a tournament team that you just lost to. So that's the part that concerns me a little bit about them. Uh, when their offense isn't clicking, it it can get grimier than it should be. But you're right; they are elite defensively. 
I will tell you this, Scott. I'm looking at the schedule for tomorrow, and obviously lines aren't out quite yet. But you have a possible system play tomorrow as well. Would it be Seton Hall at home against Creighton? God no. <laughs> uh, it will. It, it would probably if there is one, it'll be Utah State uh, against San Diego State. It'll be at Utah State, who's playing good ball right now. I would project this game as about Utah State minus one, one and a okay. half. So if that if that is indeed the line, uh, you you may have another system play on your hands here. We will keep an eye. The system. Never fails. Never it, fails? Well, no, it fails like 40%, like 35% of the time. I, Actually, I feel, like 30% of the time. I feel like I'm trying to, uh, you know, catch, like like I'm juggling swords and trying to grab one. It, it doesn't feel good, but I am certainly leaning heavily to Marquette tonight. I had a – McKenzie asked me uh, last night, like when it became a system play, he said, what's your, your handicap mm-hmm. lean? And my handicap lean was to Texas. Not strong enough to play, certainly, uh, but it didn't really matter. Um, it, it was Kansas ends up. I don't, don't want to say they blew them out. They covered fairly yeah. comfortably, mm-hmm. and I spe- the first half it looked like they were going to yes. blow them out. Yeah. Texas fought hard in the second half, uh, but yeah, it's just uh, it's it's a tough thing to get in the way of right now. Even when the matchup is great uh, against the system, which I feel today's matchup is great against the system. Well, the trade's official. It's the 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 call was placed into the league. And it is official. Kyrie Irving is a member of the Mavericks. And the Mavericks last night played as heavy underdogs in Utah without Kyrie, without Luka, without the players that they traded away to the Brooklyn Nets, and still won the game outright. Mackenzie, was that an impressive performance by the Mavericks? Yes, it's super impressive. It shows that they are uh, motivated. They or ringing endorsement of the trade. I mean, Cuban said today, we got a shot at the title. And when you play a game like that, and Josh Green, we were betting big on the young player to be that small forward that they lost in Dorian Finney-Smith. Scores 27 points a career high, and they win going away in the hardest place to play in the league. Uh, I think their title odds will see a bump even by tomorrow, even by later today. I would imagine that Josh Green being, because you, when you trade out two guys for one, and obviously Kyrie is going to play point, but Josh Green being the new starter, I i mean, I, I expected he would have a big game tonight. I didn't know it would be as big as it was, but he might be a guy to watch going forward. Like, like because I, I think you're right, McKenzie. This team feels good about themselves right now. They feel like the arrow is pointing up on them. Uh, it makes a lot of sense to back them going forward. Is this, Like, once they get Kyrie and obviously a healthy Luka, do you expect them to be undervalued or, or overpriced at that point? I, I think the uh, the market's going to be a little slow on the on the uptake with how good they're going to be pretty quickly. Uh, by the way, you mentioned uh, player props as a way to get at this. Josh Green went from nine and a half when he was you know a sixth man. They bumped it up to twelve and a half. Not nearly enough. He scores twenty seven. Another guy, Cam Thomas, in a new role in in Brooklyn. Uh, they had twelve and a half highest highest over under of his career. You know the young player, sixteen and a half scores forty seven. So these guys have uh, skills that we don't necessarily appreciate until they get the opportunity. Mavericks still 15-1 to to win the NBA Finals. Uh, I kind of like it. Ooh, where's where's that at? Our our consensus is 14-1. to I might might grab some of that. 15 at DK. Okay. Yeah, let's take a drive. I got Super Bowl bets to place in. (laughs) So (laughs) elsewhere uh, on the schedule last night, hey, your Cavs won. Hey, finally. They covered, yeah. Uh, McKenzie's Kings won and covered. I'm so mad about this because I got bad information. 
I told McKenzie, let me know if he makes it a play. He did make it a play. Of course, it's a winner. Uh-huh. And by the time I saw the text. You thought the Aaron Fox was not playing. Yes. Yeah. So he said minus five and a half. And I said, ooh. But so when I go to look, I've got minus seven available. It's like, well, what the hell's going on? Why is, why is, and I mean, clearly McKenzie's moving markets. Yeah. Uh, but I, I went to Twitter.com. And I think I got bamboozled because I saw someone saying De'Aaron Fox wasn't going to play. It's funny you mention that. I scoured Twitter for hours this morning. You know, not the only thing I was doing, but it was something I was doing. And there was one person that had a check marker, even even had a, more than a thousand followers that said, "Well, no, no Fox today. He's not even with the team." And I'm like, "Man, why? First of all, like, how does he know that? He's just some guy that's not even like following the team. And why is there no other reports?" So it was it was a question mark. I thought it was five five and a half was a good number if he didn't play, and you know. They bumped it up as soon as he, it was announced in. And it turns out seven wasn't enough yeah, anyway. No. Like They, they covered, covered easily. But although there, there was some tense moments, I guess, in that game, but a, uh, a clean win for the Kings and regret for your boy here. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's the way it goes sometime. Now, tonight is the night. Yeah. We've been talking about this for a few days. Mm-hmm. How are we going to get at LeBron tonight? The he's what 36? 36 from the record. 36 from the record. His player props are either over 31 and a half juiced to the over or 32 and a half. I was hopeful for 33 and a half. And you said, McKenzie, you said 30 and a half has been about average. Yeah, right around there. I don't know if it's juicy enough for me to play. I may, uh, if later today we see 33 and a half, I may, uh, I may jump in on the under. But, Scott, you found a, a prop that may be even juicier if you think that he gets the job done tonight. Yeah, so DraftKings has a LeBron James special, and they have a bet. When will he break the scoring record? On Thursday against the Bucks is the favorite at minus 295. But tonight against OKC is plus 200. So you can bet his over 31 and a half, 32 and a half, at minus 115, or you get plus 200. If you think he's going over 32 and a half, I got to be honest with you. If he goes over 32, he's getting 36. There's, I, I, there's, what's the, it's pers- hard to imagine there's a middle. What's exactly, what is the, ch- McKenzie, what would you put the chances of LeBron scoring 33 to 34? 35? Wow, that'd be so anticlimactic. Like he has to get two points against the Bucks in a seven point loss. Uh, here's who agrees with you. FanDuel, a different market, you know, similar audience, but a different market. To score 35 points, LeBron James, plus 130. Half the payout of what you're getting at DraftKings. I think that's a good wager there. Yeah, plus 200 on DraftKings, if you can still get it. LeBron James to break the scoring record tonight against OKC. It's much better than playing the over 32 and a half because if he goes over, he's getting the record. They're going to win. The Thunder are playing on the second night of a back-to-back after they just gave up 141 points to the Golden State Warriors. And no, it wasn't like a 60-something point performance from, from Steph Curry. I mean, Clay Thompson had 42, but... 141 points they just gave up? We we need LeBron to score 36. LeBron, LeBron's scoring 36. He's getting the record tonight. Let's have some fun with props. Sportsbetting.ag sent out these props. Who will LeBron James thank after breaking the record? So the first person he th- or first 
Thanks. God's the favorite. God plus 100, Clearly. mom plus 250, wife plus 350, dad plus 600, coach coaches plus 800, teammates plus 800, any other person plus 1,400, children plus 1,400. I got a question. I got a question. Mackenzie, weigh on, weigh in on this as well. I need, I need, we need, uh, I need more than one judge. All right. Does acknowledging the thunder count as any other person? He wouldn't do that first. Yeah, but I mean, for, it's, first thing he it's says, a legitimate well, question. For, for, well, first thing he says, if they say LeBron James, you know, what a great game, 30, 38 points, you broke the record, congratulations. You know, how does it feel? Well, first and foremost, uh, you know, thank, you, thank you to the Oklahoma City Thunder, great opponent, great game. They played hard, they fought hard, they kept me in this game, or else, you know, I, I wouldn't. But score you think he would say thank you to game. them? It's not maybe not thank. He would acknowledge them. But you have to. It has to. Who will he thank? Do you I think get. they stop the game and he says something like right then? Or yes. Think, and here's yeah. why. It's the thunder. this is a, this is a prop. <laughs> how how long will the game be paused after LeBron oh, okay. breaks the record? Time start from stoppage after bucket to the next play. The over under is four and a half minutes. I'm gonna go over. Or would they do that? Like have five minutes in the he's, game? To... He's at home. It's a long time. He's at first of all. As soon as he scores, they might blow the whistle. There'll be a timeout. I, I'm, do you think yeah. the Lakers just take a timeout? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Should they play the rest of the game after that? No, no, no. <laughs> just give the Lakers the win. Uh, so that's what happened. The Lakers will call a timeout immediately. The 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 Staples Center or whatever it's called right now is going to erupt, right? And then. You're going to have his whole team come onto the floor. He's going to hug each player individually before acknowledging the crowd. This is going way over four and a half minutes. Will LeBron James mention Kareem in the post-game interview? Clearly. 100%. Yes, minus 700, 100%. no plus 400. It's, if he doesn't, he, he should get stoned in public. Will <laughs> Will Kareem congratulate LeBron after breaking the record? Yes, minus seven hundred, no plus four hundred. I would risk minus seven hundred that Kareem already recorded a message to put on Twitter because that's it's going to drop as soon as LeBron scores that point. It's going to be on Twitter already. All right, he already recorded this. Here's some good ones. I'm curious your thoughts on this one, Mackenzie. Will the record-breaking point be assisted? Yes, minus one thirty, no minus one ten. Ooh, I would. Uh... I would have to say no. It would seem like that din in the crowd would start to pick up. He'd get the ball in the in the high post and kind of just go to work. I, I, you know, kind of like Kareem with the hook shot. He'd he'd, he'd do his patented move. You know sense. what? That's a great point, Mac. Like the like the like Schroeder's gonna bring the ball up and then give it to LeBron at the top of the key, and everyone's gonna space out and it's gonna be one on one where he's gonna do a crossover jump shot fadeaway for to get the uh, get the get the basket. Well, if he does if. There is an assist. It's got Schroeder as the favorite no. for making the assist plus two seventy five. But that doesn't count as an assist, right? Mc- Mc- right. He gives him the he gives him the basketball. They've gotten more and more lax, but generally, if you dribble, if you stop your uh, forward momentum, like you would in this case, then it's not an assist. Yeah, like I'm saying, if, if he gives him the ball and everyone clears out, it's not an assist. All right, last one. How will LeBron James break the record? Two point shot, three point shot, free throw. Two-point shot's got to be a monster favorite, right? Minus 170. Yeah, there's no dunk. Three-point shot plus 275. Free throw plus 340. I'll go plus 275 on the three-pointer. 
Boy, I feel like plus three forty is good value. Although LeBron though. can't can't seem to get a, fa- a foul call this season, so uh, there, there is not. a shot. I mean, there is that three pointer from forty feet that he could take at any point, and he's like thirty percent from. So you know, it's like it's like an agreement. Defense is fine with it, and he can he can make it, so he's cool with it. Too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a, there's a clear out. There's a clear out. He's dribbling the ball at the top of the key with one player defending him, and he just jumps up from from top of the key three point range and drills it. Wouldn't shock me. That's what's happening. I already saw this game. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Congratulations, LeBron. As far as odds go in the NBA tonight, the Lakers seven and a half point favorites to get the job done against the Thunder. Uh, Elsewhere in the NBA, the Knicks one point favorites at Orlando. The Suns minus four and a half at Brooklyn. The Hawks plus one and a half at the Pelicans. The Bulls plus seven and a half at the Grizz. The T-Wolves catching eight at the Nuggets. Prop bet for the NBA tonight. Will Durant leave on the plane with the Phoenix Suns, and will Chris Paul and Jay Crowder <laughs> stay in Brooklyn? I'm going to go no. No <laughs> minus what? 800, minus 8,000? I don't know. But what better time to make a deal than when you're you're in the same arena, right? It's true. What if the, should, the GM should fly to Brooklyn and go meet with the Nets? I mean, what would Greta Thunberg say? One jet flight. You know, that's true. One, how dare you? One, flight of, one <laughs> that, flight of the jet. That's what you would say. How dare you? Hockey last night. Ooh, my first play after the All-Star game was a loser. Although for like the 10th or 11th time this year, I can't even count because it, it's just embarrassing. It hurts too much. I took a team on the puck line, like a favorite, mm-hmm. minus one and a half on the puck line, and they win the game in overtime. Oh, you can't win in overtime on the puck line. No, you can't. But the Devils got lucky to win in overtime. I, I had the Devils minus a goal and a half. Handicap was that the Canucks weren't really going to generate much offense now that they traded away Bo Horvat. And when the Devils took a 4-1 lead in the second period, I thought that that was the case. And, and the Devils were going to run away for a victory here. But the Canucks, give them credit. They fought, and they played really well. Scored a goal late with like 26 seconds left in the second period to make it 4-3. Tied it up in the third. They were the much better team in the third period. Completely outplayed the Devils in the third period. But New Jersey does get the win in overtime 5-4. A lot of, I don't want to call it weird hockey, but it was it was interesting first day back after the All-Star break. Panthers win 7-1 to over the Lightning. Seven goals. Andre Vasilevsky gave up seven goals. Yeah, that's that's a little bizarre. Maybe he was still uh, on his All Star break. Uh, elsewhere, the Rangers and Flames played one of the most exciting games you're going to see all season. Five four Rangers winning overtime. Islanders with their new center Bo Horvat. They win two one over the Flyers. The Stars they took a shootout to beat the Ducks, which is extremely rare against this Ducks terrible team. And the Coyotes. They won at the Moat Arena as heavy underdogs against the Wild. So just a strange night on the ice last night. Let's see what happens tonight. Penguins minus 115 over the Avalanche. Curious to see how Pittsburgh comes out of the break. The Avs, a lot of people still like the Avalanche as cup favorites. In fact, if you look at the odds to win the Stanley Cup this year, it's right now the Bruins and the Hurricanes, two of the top teams in the East, and then the Avalanche at plus 650. So people are still high on the defending champion Avalanche. Is Scott still high on them? I'm not. I just I don't think this is the same team as as we saw last year. And, you know, they're fourth place right now in their own division. 
So think about that. They have 57 points. If the season ended today, they're not a playoff team. This reminds me of the Nets in the NBA last year. Yeah. It's like the preseason expectation was so great. Do they have a player who's hurt that's expected back? They've been decimated by injuries all year. It, it really. So is. the hope is they can get healthy come playoff time, and then they'd be obviously very dangerous. Yeah, it it, re- it really has been in. in uh, it's been it's been a a cursed it's, season. It's been a rough go for the Avalanche dealing with uh, dealing with injuries. So yeah, you're right. Maybe they get healthy and 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 they come back. Lightning on the second night of a back to back minus two seventy eight against the Sharks. Red Wings. Uh, host the Oilers, Edmonton minus 160, cracking at the Islanders, second back-to-back for the Islanders, and that game is pretty evenly split, minus 110 both ways. The Golden Knights are in Nashville to take on the Predators, Nashville minus 120, and the Blackhawks host the Ducks, playing on the second out of a back-to-back, Chicago minus 135. Head on over to pregame.com and take advantage of the promo codes that we've been giving out on the last couple of shows. Um, I felt bad saying that they were going to expire, AJ. So we're actually going to extend the promos for another day or so. So you still have another day or so to use the two promo codes that we gave out. If you've used one already, use the other one. If you use them both, I'll give you another one tomorrow, okay? But here's the two promo codes, FLAG20 and SKILL20. Both of those will get you 20% off. At pregame.com, you can get a daily best bet package. You can jump on board a season-long package. 20% off for listeners of this podcast. Flag 20, skill 20. We're extending it for another day. All right? Maybe even more. We're extending it because we're just such good people. You're a good person. I I try really, really hard. Mackenzie's the best one out of all of us. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) take advantage of the deals at pregame.com, whether it's NBA with Mackenzie, college basketball with AJ, the system, (laughs) NHL with myself, a million options to choose from. Hop on board, pregame.com. New members get a free $25 just for signing up. For Mackenzie Rivers, AJ Hoffman, Steve Fezzik, I'm Scott Sandberg. We are straight out of Vegas. Yeah.